What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of A Podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we are coming at you with our namesake. It's been a long time coming, and we're finally doing it. Brooke, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about a nightmare on Elm Street. And how fucking pumped are you? So pumped. <laughs> it's been way too long. Uh, we should have done this ages ago. But we're here now, so. I agree. Um, yeah, man, I've been so excited all week to talk about this. And like just to watch the movie again in general. It's been a couple of years now since I've last watched it. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's always a favorite of mine. Me as well. <laughs> and just for clarification, we're talking about the original, not the shitty ass 2010 remake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is true. <clears throat> All right, man, before we hop into this, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, so this week didn't watch too much. Um, Bettina has been, uh, rereading the harry potter book so whenever she's done a book she wants to watch a movie so nice today we watched um chamber of secrets yeah uh we made it probably like 20 minutes in then we both passed the fuck out <laughs> and had probably the best nap i've had in a while nice oh man it was so nice i was wondering what happened to you earlier today yeah so we uh woke up probably with like 20 minutes left in the movie so watch some of it um, I don't never was like one of my favorite Harry Potters, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, and I watched most of another movie, uh, Clueless. <laughs> I okay. never seen that one before. I know haters come at me, but uh, <laughs> after we recorded our Mortal Kombat episode, mm-hmm. I went into the bed bedroom and Bettina had it on and they just started. I was like, oh, I've never seen this before. Well, you know the state I was in on when we recorded that. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> um, for those who aren't a patron, it was 420 when we recorded and I I was feeling it. So I didn't uh, finish the movie, but I did not know that Paul Rudd is in that fucking movie. Neither did I. That's news to me. Yeah, he plays um the main girl's brother, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, I really liked what I saw of it. So I think <laughs> I might uh, finish the rest of it. Nice. And the last movie I watched, uh, you already know, but watched the new Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. on Friday. And I won't say much about it because we are going to be releasing it as a patron-only episode. Yep. So if you want to hear my thoughts on it, <clears throat> uh, it doesn't matter what tier you're at. whatever we'll put it up for you guys so if you want to hear my thoughts on it then uh go subscribe (laughs) do it now (laughs) all right uh we finally finished yellowstone we caught up on that this morning nice uh fucking ridiculous cliffhanger at the end of it man i'm so pissed Really? Oh, dude. It's <laughs> like I knew that it ended on a bad cliffhanger, but I didn't realize how bad it was. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, I got to get back into that. We've been watching too much Ink Master. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, last night I watched a movie called Love and Monsters. It's a new one on Netflix. Ooh, that's on my list. It was actually pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. Like, uh, Sarah's brother told me that he watched it like last weekend or something like that. And, he was like, oh, it's kind of like the Maze Runner, but it's like it's like one of those like youth movies. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, sounds all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it surprised me. It was actually really good. Pretty sure it has the kid from Maze Runner too, doesn't it? Oh, uh, maybe actually. He did look really familiar. Yeah. So it's possible. But, uh, that's cool. Yeah, man. Uh, and I also watched the new Mortal Kombat. Nice. I paid $28 to watch that bitch. Yeah, as did I. <laughs> <laughs> I I like that they're doing these like early. Well, they're not early release, but they're just like at home releases. But I mean, it's yeah. pretty fucking pricey. Yeah, but like I agree. But then I was thinking about it. Like if I go to the movie theater and I watch this in like, I don't know, IMAX or 
even the regular theater, you're mm-hmm. paying what thirteen to fifteen dollars a ticket, yeah, plus popcorn and drinks. So I mean, it's it's worth it if you're watching it with like one one or two other people. Yeah, but yeah, I can see, yeah, why it'd be expensive. I yeah, I understand it, but it's just I don't know. Like I I factor in like the whole movie theater going experience. Mm-hmm. So like I don't mind spending like forty to fifty dollars because it's like it's a night out. You're getting in like the movie setting, like That's shit true. like that. But yeah, like to spend twenty eight dollars to watch a movie sitting on my couch, like I'm not really for that. But I understand why. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and other than that, I haven't been doing too much. We live streamed Mortal Kombat Eleven last night on Twitch. Yeah, uh, that was yep. a fucking train wreck. <laughs> it was. It was uh, from having to do three tutorial fights before we started. After I found that out after I had already started the Twitch stream, so I had to pause it for a little bit. <laughs> and then we couldn't get our mic situation figured out. And then I finally got mine figured out, but then your audio wasn't coming through, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like <laughs> I'm just debating yeah. pulling the clip down off of our Twitch channel. Yeah, but it was fun though. It was fun. Next time we do it, we know how to do it properly. Yes, exactly. And yeah, other than that, I haven't been doing a whole lot. It's been a boring kind of week. Cool. Yeah. We got fucking snow this week. Like We did. We did. That was stupid. Pissed me off. Yeah. Classic April snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh so yeah, I have a couple people that are supposed to be sending me in some uh, promos and clips and shit like that. I have yet to receive them, so I'm just going to do yet again another rewind. All and, right. Uh, yeah, refurbished promos. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, my fellow Dream Warriors. This is Jeffrey Chuck Norris from Chuck Goes to the Movies, a podcast that discusses different films or filmmakers that impact our lives or influence our love for movies. And all I got to say is, Go check out my show. I'm available wherever you get your podcast from, and I can even be found on Instagram at Chuck Goes to the Movies. And now, stay tuned as Mark and Brooke lead us into another dream battle. Good luck, Warriors. So, uh, without further ado, are we ready to dive into this movie? Yes, sir. So, like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about 1984's Wes Craven masterpiece, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, we are. But before we do that, I didn't forget this time. <laughs> Let's crack them. All right. So, I'm out of beer, so I am having a whiskey and Coke. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Solo crack then. And what are you drinking? I'm drinking a watermelon white claw. Ooh, into the white claws. Yeah, man. I have a bunch of hard seltzers in my fridge right now, so that's <laughs> what I'm drinking. Nice. Um, never had this one. It tastes mm-hmm. like the rinds of the watermelon. That's not good. <laughs> eh, it's not my favorite. I thought it'd be really good, but yeah, watermelon's usually pretty good. Yeah. Oh well, it's got alcohol in it. It's good enough. <laughs> All right, let's start off with the synopsis. <clears throat> the monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. Yes. Did you... Um, sorry. No, go ahead. Say? No, you go ahead. I was gonna say, okay. 
I'm going to say, save this for the end, but I think I'm going to bring it up now. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like this is in everyone's eyes, like a slosher movie, right? Correct. Like one of the uh, fathers of it. Yeah. Would you call this a supernatural slasher? Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say so mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I was like near the end of the movie is like, this is kind of more like a supernatural slasher. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I guess you could almost make that argument for most of them. That's true, actually. Because, like, Jason came back from the dead. Freddy sort of came back from the dead. He's haunting dreams. But, I mean, like, they're constantly coming back from the dead. That's true, actually. I never thought of that. In a sense. I only thought of it because, like, Freddy is in the dreams. But yeah. now that you mentioned, like, the other guys, they come back to life. Mm -hmm. Like, same with Chucky. Yeah. He's a ghost spirit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Voodoo spirit. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah uh did you know that this uh like freddie's backstory was originally supposed to be that he was a child molester but they didn't want to make light of the events that had happened like within recent times back then yeah i think that's why the newer remake i think gets mm-hmm. a lot of flack yeah it's because they went that route mm-hmm so I think that's, yeah, I think that was a good call on Craven's writing team's uh, ideas. I agree. Like, that's obvious. Like, both topics are obviously extremely touchy, touchy mm-hmm. topics, and nobody really wants to think about either one of them. But I think, like, with the molestation, it's just, I don't know. It's, like, next level. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and obviously, this movie is directed by Wes Craven, the mm-hmm. one of the godfathers of horror. Uh, we've done one of his movies before whenever we did the original Hills Have Eyes. Yes, and I don't think really either of us liked it that much. I didn't like it as much as the remake, but I mean... It, yes, it, agreed. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. No, no. Um, but he's obviously most famous for this franchise and the Scream franchise. Uh, he did the Hills Have Eyes 1 and 2, the Last House on the Left original... Um, the People Under the Stairs, Shocker, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. <clears throat> so I shouldn't say he's most famous for like this franchise because he didn't direct every movie, but yeah, but he started it, obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> this cast list, we made reference to it last week, but uh, it is pretty uh, stacked, I guess we would say. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. So leading off the charge, I have Heather Lang- Langenkamp, who played Nancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she is in, she reprised her role in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, which is Dream Warriors. And then she was in New Nightmare, uh, playing herself, because that's like the super meta Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she was also in Star Trek Into Darkness. Um few episodes of Growing Pains and Wes Craven's Shocker as well. Yeah. I've never seen Shocker, so I don't know how big her role was in it. It just said victim. Like she didn't yeah, actually have a either. name, so I'm not sure. Uh, next up, I have John Saxon, and he played Lieutenant Thompson or Nancy's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, this motherfucker has 197 acting credits, so I didn't put any of them down. I mean, he is so well known that you don't really need to. And we've talked about him before. And too. that too, yeah. Uh, what, what movie was it that we talked about? Uh, Black Christmas. Right. It was like our fourth episode <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, next up, I have Ronnie Blakely. And she played Marge, or Nancy's mother. And she looks super familiar, but I don't think I've seen anything that she's been in. No. Uh, she was in the Baltimore Bullet. Student Confidential, A Return to Salem's Lot, which I didn't even realize was a movie. Um, so I'm assuming it's a sequel to Salem's Lot from Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, just going quickly back to John Saxon. Oh, sorry. Uh, he unfortunately did pass away last year. Yes, he did. Of pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought. Oh, um, <laughs> 
Next up is Johnny Depp, who played Gl- yes. Glenn. You, you heard that right. <laughs> this was his first ever movie. And he didn't do too bad. No, he didn't, actually. Like, he, I mean, he wasn't the actor that he is today, obviously, because he's had like probably 250 acting credits under his belt. But yeah, uh, yeah considering this is his first role, he wasn't bad. No. And I mean, same boat as John Saxon. I'm not even going to bother writing down his movies. I mean, it's fucking Johnny Depp. What's uh, What's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? Oh, Jesus, dude. That is a hard question to or ask. Or like three movies that hmm. are at the top. Fuck. Uh, Blow mm-hmm. is definitely up there. Um... Probably Pirates of the Caribbean. I loved that movie. Yeah, that's in my top of his favorite movies because he did that character so well. Yeah, he was amazing. And another one for me is Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Actually, I would have never even thought of that. That's a very good movie. Did you ever watch Desperado? No, I haven't. Oh, okay pretty sure once upon a time in mexico is either a prequel or a sequel to desperado they're really yeah hmm. but uh it's really good too <clears throat> uh next up is the man the myth the legend mr freddy krueger himself robert england yes sir <laughs> and he is a name that is very very well known within the horror community and i mean even if you're not a horror fan surely you've heard of his name yeah most likely from playing freddy krueger uh in my opinion he sort of like i don't want to say like revolutionized horror but in a sense he kind of did i mean i talk about it later on but like this movie kind of took the sh- the slasher genre and fucking spun it around on its head yeah and definitely. like nobody could have been casted better than robert england like i don't think anybody could have played this role as good Agreed. as him yeah <clears throat> and again he's a huge name actor i don't need to list off some of his movies no but he's done a lot of uh, voice work as well yeah and he, he does like a lot of b movies now too yeah and like random tv shows Mm -hmm. he'll just do like one or two episodes yeah he's kind of turning into uh tony todd well i shouldn't say he's turning into tony todd but like the two of them are kind of the same where like they'll almost just like take any role just to be in a movie (laughs) yeah definitely but then they kill it whenever they're in it yeah and i have an honorable mention do you do you don't uh no i don't okay I have Lynn Shay as my honorable mention. Yes, I did. During the one scene, I even wrote down, I was like, is that Lynn Shay? Yeah, a very young Lynn Shay. Very young, yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot that she was in this, but she played uh, Nancy's teacher during the one yeah. scene. Yeah. But yeah, is there anybody else that you wanted to mention? or? No, that was pretty much it. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. Let's do it. I love at the start of the movie how they just give a fucking tutorial on how to make the the glove knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Hey, here, if you want to make your own, you need this, this, and this. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have the patience to do all of it, though. I don't know. He's like cutting copper pipes and fucking hammering them out. Mm. It got him popularity, though. That, Come on. That's true. I've always wanted to be popular. <laughs> <laughs> no, and how fucking cool would that be to like just have your own handmade Freddy's glove? That would be sick. It'd be so awesome. It would be. Maybe I will try and do it. You should. <laughs> <laughs> also, the the song, like Freddy's song, is mm-hmm. so catchy and amazing. Yeah, I agree. I actually I made a video for it last month but michael from wheel of horror got me the soundtrack on vinyl for uh for my birthday and nice. it's so fucking good man no doubt i've listened no to doubt. it a few times now um uh, so we're introduced to kind of the four main kids <coughs> uh you got tina and rod they're kind of i don't i don't know if they're together because 
Rod is kind of, he seems like a lot older than them. Yeah, it's weird. And he's kind of creepy. Like Tina doesn't want anything to do with him, but <laughs> she has sex with him anyway. Oh, I think they're together, but they're, she's just like. Because like the one scene whenever Nancy and Tina are like by themselves and then Glenn is there and then Rod shows up and mm-hmm. he's like takes her inside to have sex and she like tells him, he's like, oh, don't leave me alone with this creep. Oh, yeah, true, true. I love that line whenever he comes up behind her and they're talking about something and he's like, I had a boner last night and it's got your name on it, <laughs> Tina. And she's like, my name has four letters in it. How could you fit four letters on your joint? <laughs> yeah. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great comeback. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Nancy and Glenn are um, boyfriend, girlfriend. They live like across the street from each other. Yeah. So everyone is having nightmares like the four of them are having the same nightmare about freddy and um they're all just like don't, sort of starting to learn this too yeah and nancy and glenn live on the same street mm-hmm. i'm not sure if tina and rod live on the same street if that's like on elm street obviously yeah um if that's why tina and rod are also having nightmares or if it's just nancy and glenn mm-hmm. well, i think because Freddy's going after the children of all of the people that killed him, that were like a part of killing him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if every single one of the families lives on Elm Street or like if they're all scattered throughout, but each one of the kids is a child of the people who killed him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the remake, it does kind of touch on that better than this. Mm -hmm. Like for say, like showing who is like connected to it more. Yeah, I agree. Um, But the first kill is, is Tina. What, what did you make of her nightmare sequence? Like the opening nightmare sequence or like whenever she dies? No, whenever she dies. Oh man, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) I'll talk about it later, (laughs) but I mean, it's fucking wicked. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, because you get the the like fucking long spaghetti arms yeah. of Freddy. You kind of get a glimpse of what he can do in his dreams because like it's her dream, so he can pretty much do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. I love how like pretty much everything in this movie is all practical too. Mm-hmm. So like that scene where he's walking down the alleyway and his arms are like 20 feet long. There was actually two men behind him in the alley with... Uh, fishing rods attached to like these puppet arms and they were like walking behind them, holding them up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I really thought that the, I think whenever I don't think it's Tina's laying in bed, I think it's Nancy, but you see Freddie starting to come through the wall. Yes. But he's not coming through it. Yeah. You just see like the paint on the wall is like, I don't know, like elastic E kind of. Yeah. And it like, forms around his face and his hands so like you can see his silhouette but like you said he's not actually coming through mm-hmm. it was like uh it's almost like if like picture if you had like a great big giant balloon and you're able to like push your body into it right that's kind of exactly. what it was yeah like those fucking uh what are those like sand yeah boys? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so Tina and Rod, they finish having sex. The loudest and, sex of all time. Oh, and Glenn. <laughs> Glenn is so mad. Holy shit, man. He says something about like, oh, morality sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he wanted to leave. Yeah, he wanted to have sex with Nancy. And Nancy's like, oh, no, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. He's like, we got to watch over Tina. <laughs> so... Tina starts having her nightmare and she's like screaming and stuff. And Rod wakes up and she's like under the blankets and you see Freddie under there with her and he pulls the blankets off. And all you see is her like flying around and stuff like that. And then you see Freddie cut her like stomach open and she's bleeding everywhere. And Rod just sitting there Mm -hmm. like doing nothing at all. Yeah. Part, like this was kind of uh yeah part well, like you were just been saying they kind of made me mad a bit yeah he's just like huddled up in the corner yelling her name 
and like reaching towards her, but not <laughs> doing anything at all. Yeah. Like he yeah. probably could have woke her up if he would have grabbed her off the ceiling and pulled her down. Yeah, exactly. Like he didn't attempt to wake her up at all. Mm-hmm. Even though like she's like screaming and stuff like in real life. So I guess she is kind of asleep, but awake at the same time. Yeah. And he like takes her out the wall and is like fucking just cutting her up. And then she just falls on the bed and blood splatters all over Rod. And he just books it the fuck out of there. Yeah. That's another thing too. Like, why would he run? Like, I, I shouldn't say why would he run? I get it. Like, he's probably scared shitless, but like, you jumped out the window, man. Like, that is yeah. very sketchy looking. Yeah. I mean, either way, the dude is kind of fucked anyway. Yeah. So we learned that Nancy is the police chief's uh, daughter, John Saxon, and her parents, I think they're divorced or they're not living together. Yeah, I I gathered that they were like separated or divorced or something. That's what I kind of think. They never really said, but I mean, it's kind of obvious because Nancy's mom is kind of this alcoholic mm-hmm. who is just kind of blowing off everything that Nancy is saying. And we learn later why, because she was a part of the killings of Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. So the next dream sequence is Nancy is in English class and she falls asleep. What did you think of this one? Uh, what was this dream? Uh, she sees Tina in the body bag in the oh, hallway. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I talk about that later on too. I all right. Then. I love this one though. It's good. Yeah. I don't. I just don't want to give away my answer at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that she like bumps into like the hall monitor or something like that. <laughs> where's your hall pass yeah (laughs) um so that was cool Uh, nancy doesn't get killed there she she uh she survives that little dream sequence because i think she is this where she puts her arm on the pipe or is that near the end uh i think that is uh yeah it is this one actually yeah. Cause she goes down into the basement. Right. Yeah. And it's like the boiler room. And this was kind of, uh, a thing. I like a nitpick that I kind of talk about in my review, but, um, so she puts her hand on the hot pipe to wake herself up. Right. Mm-hmm. So then why, whenever Tina gets cut the first time, she doesn't wake up from Freddie. Uh, I don't know. That is a good question. Yeah. Maybe because it's kind of like a little thing I picked up on. Maybe because he's doing it. So it's not, it's not like her waking herself up. Mm. Yeah, possibly I could see that. I don't know. So she uh, wakes up in her English class and she's just like fucking freaking out. Oh yeah, she's going nuts. And this is like this is the class that Lin Shay is teaching. So she like consoles her, hugs her, and then <laughs> she tells her, uh, Nancy's like, nah, like I'm just gonna go home and she goes to leave. And Lin Shay's like, uh, you're gonna need a hall pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you really <laughs> think she cares about a hall pass right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and at that scene too, uh, Freddie like cuts his stomach open, and you see like this like green. Goo. Oh yeah, with the maggots and, coming out. Okay, maggots coming out. Ugh, nasty. Yeah. Jakes. Um, and then another like cool scene, which I thought was a bit too short, was the bathtub scene. Like I think they, sh- I thought they should have done more with like the hand coming out of the, the uh, the bathtub. Yeah. Like, he could have been fucking with her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And I want to know, like, how they filmed that scene. Like, it'd be cool to go watch the uh, social features to see how they did that. I have seen it, and I can't fucking remember how they did it. Because there's a documentary, like, a lot a while back. Whenever I first got Shudder, I think, actually. Yeah, I think it was, like, a three-hour documentary. Yeah, yeah. 
can't remember what it's called. Red, red, white nightmare or something, or something like that. I can't fucking remember yeah. what it's called. But yeah, it was really good, and they did explain that scene, but I can't fucking remember how they did it. Yeah, so she's in the bathtub, and you see the hand come out of the bathtub, and then the mom like knocks on the door. She wakes up, and the mom is going on about how oh don't fall asleep <laughs> in the bathtub because it's like hundred people die a year that way. <laughs> And then she falls asleep and she's like drowning because Freddie's pulling her under. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and the mom like unlocks the bathroom door and goes in and she's like, oh, I heard you screaming. And Nancy's like, oh, I just slipped, get out of the tub. Yeah. <laughs> and then the mom was like, you know, 200 people die like that a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's funny like how caring her mother is about shit like that. But then like whenever Nancy tries to explain to her what's going on she just completely blows it off yeah yeah (laughs) so now she is about to go to bed and uh glenn sneaks up into her room because she's he saw the lights on Mm -hmm. and she tells him that he has one job he has to do is to stay awake and watch her while she gets them sleep. Yeah. And you knew it was going to go bad right off the bat. For sure. <laughs> this guy did not stay awake. No. Um, that window scene, did that remind you of Scream? Yeah, it did. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, <clears throat> it just, I don't know. Just as it was happening, I was like, holy fuck, this is like such a fucking Scream moment whenever Billy climbs through Nev Campbell's window. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Nancy is in her dream state mm-hmm. and she's outside. She sees, I think she sees Tina again, but did you notice the kind of not mistake, but did you notice anything during this scene? that kind of like stuck out to you? Uh, I don't think so. So whenever Nancy was running up the stairs and she was like, she was stuck on a stair and then it'd be like this goo, like her, her foot would sink into the stair. Yeah. Well, you could see the circles on the stair where there was like, they changed. Oh the stairs. yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is the, this is actually the dream that I would, I'm going to be talking about later. Oh, okay. But uh, I'm trying to remember what that last one was when you said. No, yeah, because she didn't see. Okay, never mind. Moving on. Because okay. <laughs> you said that she saw Tina in her last one, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, she did. Oh, Tina she was... did. She was all wrapped up in the body bag thing, and she was bleeding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Freddie was like dragging her mm-hmm. around the halls. And right. Shit. Yeah, I was getting them. I was getting this one and that one mixed up. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, this is the one that I'll be talking about later. Yeah. So yeah, she like gets in the. She's like in her bed and she's like flying around and she ends up like waking up herself. I forget how, but uh, yeah, she yells at Glenn's like, "Hey, you fucking didn't <laughs> stay awake." <laughs> um. So now. They are going to the police station to try and check on Rod to see how he's doing. Mm -hmm. And she's like freaking out. Everyone kind of thinks that she's crazy. And she convinces her dad to go check on Rod. And in the meantime, Rod's sleeping in the bed. And you see the sheet wrapped around his neck and he gets hung up by the the sheets. Yeah. And he ends up dying. Mm -hmm. Um. So then they decide to take Nancy to like get sleep tests and stuff like that. Yeah. I would want to try and do some of these tests, like to see what kind of things I do when I sleep. Dude, the test sucks. (laughs) Dude, does it? Oh my God, man. Like the wires that she had hooked up to her, multiply that by like 10. Really? Oh man. It is fucking brutal. And they ex- like, can you fall asleep or they did you, do they give you something? No, they don't give you anything. They just like hook you up to all these wires. Like you're the fucking bionic man. And then there's like this block where they all attach into and they put that on like a strap around your neck and it like hangs down like a, 
fucking Flava Flav necklace. <laughs> and they expect you to sleep for six or eight hours. I can't remember how long. And then it's just so uncomfortable. And they keep coming in throughout the night. It's just like, holy fuck. Really? Yeah, it's brutal. Okay. Not as, <laughs> not as cool as I thought. I mean, the results are kind of cool to see like what your sleep patterns are like and shit like that. But Right. Not worth it. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> so now we're kind of piecing together everything with Freddie and his background because mm-hmm. uh, Nancy finds his hat and she sees in it uh, Freddie Krueger in the hat. Well, she brings it back from that dream. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when she learns that she can bring stuff back. Right. Where did she learn right. it before? No, I think. No, I think it was. Yeah. But uh, one thing I didn't understand is that gray streak in her hair after she woke up from the sleep test. Yeah, I was looking like a rogue. Yeah, it just like came out of nowhere. And like, they don't really explain why or how it got there or anything like that. She just had this random gray streak in her hair now. Yeah, I thought that was odd as well. So I don't know um, if there's anybody listening that has an explanation. Please tell us. Yeah. So the mom decides that she's going to take Nancy down to the basement. She has something to show her. And she ha- has Freddy's glove knives mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and she kind of tells Nancy the backstory on Freddy that he killed 20 kids on that lived on her street and long story short, the the judge and the jury were, or the lawyers and the judge were kind of high and mighty, mm-hmm. and they kind of like fucked up the trial. So basically, Freddie, they got the search warrant incorrect or something like that. Yeah. So basically, Freddie got off scot free, which I don't really understand that because he fucking killed twenty kids. Unless I don't know, <laughs> but basically, the parents ended up killing Freddie. They um, locked him in a boiler room and put uh, gas all around and out the entrance and then just lit it on fire. Yeah. Um, so how did she get his, uh, his weapon? Did she just keep it whenever they went there and grabbed it? Yeah. I don't know why she would have kept it. Yeah. Me either. They just let it burn in the fire with him, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. She wanted a keepsake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now the mom thinks Nancy's even crazier, apparently, even though the mom is just as crazy as her. So she gets bars put up on mm. all the fucking windows and the door. Yep. It's like, what the fuck, man? Turns it into like a full prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um. <clears throat> There's one scene to like she's changed like Nancy's changing and Glenn lives across the street from her and Glenn's dad is like looking up in the window. Like, I don't know if he can see her changing or not, but he's just standing outside having a smoke and he's looking up there and then Nancy closes the blinds Mm -hmm. and then Glenn's mom comes out and she's like, it's not nice to stare. Like she was just, he was just looking at a 15 year old girl changing in her bedroom window and that's all you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh and that's when Glenn's dad's like, oh, I think she's crazy. Like, I don't want our son hanging out with her anymore. She's nuts and blah blah blah. I lo- I love Glenn's dad. <laughs> Cuz whenever uh Nancy comes with like this plan where she's going to bring uh Freddie back from the dream and Glenn is going to kill him with a baseball bat or so- something that men have. <laughs> yeah. And so Glenn is like chilling in his room and I don't know what's up with these people and their fucking TVs that they just have them in the weirdest fucking spots. Those little mini TVs. Yeah. It's like Nancy had another chair beside her and then Glenn just has it on top of him. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like a battery powered TV. <laughs> yeah. But I love Glenn's dad because Nancy like calls. And this is after what you just said that he yeah. says he doesn't want her around. And the mom picks up and Nancy's like, oh, I need to come talk to Glenn. It's super important. And the mom is like, oh, it's Nancy. She wants to talk to Glenn. She says it's private and super important. 
and the dad is like, oh, give me that. And just like, stay away from my, my son and just hangs up. <laughs> and he's like, you got to be more firm with these kids and then just unhooks the phone. <laughs> Uh, I love the scene be- before Glenn gets killed whenever he's like watching TV and has his headphones on Yeah, and the mom comes in and she's like, how can you listen to your records and listen to the TV at the same time? He's like, Oh, I'm not listening. It's even just watching it. Miss nude America is on later. <laughs> and she's like all for it. She's like, well, how are you going to hear what the girl has to say? And he is. He says, "Oh, that's that's not important. Why do I care about what she says?" <laughs> and the mom is just so nonchalant about him watching Miss Nude America. Yeah. The kid's like fifteen, sixteen years old. Oh man! Did you ever watch Ed the Soft back in the day? That was a much music, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if it was much music. He, I do, I do remember it. Yeah, it was like late yes. night TV. It was fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Back before um, uh, the TV shut off at midnight back then. Yeah. All the programming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and throughout this whole movie, I just kept thinking, like, Nancy must have the greatest shits ever. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> <laughs> she drinks so much damn coffee. Oh, true true like her bowels must just be cleaned right out yeah just fucking daily (laughs) enemas of coffee yeah (laughs) that was another thing i wanted to bring up too like her mom comes into her room and then she leaves and (laughs) nancy pulls a coffee maker out from underneath her bed with a fresh brewed pot of coffee yeah the mom leaves with uh what is this thing called uh the jug of coffee or whatever like a craft yeah, yeah, whatever the thing that goes into the coffee maker, yeah, yeah. what it's called. But anyway, she grabs that and like two coffee mugs, and then <laughs> yeah, like you said, Nancy just brings out this new coffee maker, <laughs> turns it on, makes herself a cup of coffee. Ugh. Did you notice the giant zit on her forehead the entire movie, dude? Yes, I did. Okay, and I was gonna say like, there's actually a fucking because I was looking up online earlier to see if there's like any major plot holes or anything like that that like i may have missed or something that like i could bring up and Mm -hmm. talk about and one of the continuation errors (laughs) was the the size of her pimple on her forehead kept getting bigger throughout the (laughs) the course of the movie (laughs) oh man i was laughing so hard because i noticed at the beginning i thought okay maybe it's just like a bump on her forehead yeah but then by this scene it was fucking huge man (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck like i don't know why they wouldn't cover that up with makeup unless they're just like trying to prove the point that i mean i think that bit i think that thing was so big they they (laughs) just couldn't anymore it was starting to look like freddie's makeup at one point it was oh man (laughs) (laughs) um so i think we'll probably both be talking about this this uh death scene later on probably but um did they film glenn's death scene like upside down uh yes i believe that's how they did it yeah that's what i thought Mm -hmm. really cool it is very cool really cool death yeah but we won't talk about it too much because i'm sure (laughs) we'll both be talking about it later um what would you do if like (laughs) like as a cop or even like as glenn's dad like saw that like what do you even say i'd probably say what they said you're not gonna need a body bag you're gonna need a mop bucket or something something like that they said but like yeah i mean how do you i don't know (laughs) like fuck just a fountain of blood everywhere nancy's dad asked the one cop well what's the coroner say i don't know he's been peeking in the toilet ever since he looked at it Oh man! So now, during all of, like this is happening, the cops are at Glenn's house. Uh, Nancy calls. Actually, I just picked up on this. Mm. It's kind of a, a problem with the movie. I just noticed mm. she calls Glenn's house. Yeah, but they unplugged all their phones earlier. 
or at least the one phone. Yeah. I, so how did she call the house? Did they answer that phone whenever she called? Well, no, <laughs> but still if one phone is off the hook, then it would just be a busy phone line. Like she, when she called after it just has a, has a busy phone line. No. Cause he unplugged it from the wall. Oh, the dad did. Did he? Did he not unplug it from the wall? I thought he took. Maybe, maybe he did both. I don't know. But still, like, how did she get through to the house? Whenever mm-hmm. they did that, I just thought of that. Yeah. But anyways, I can't remember she, how landline phones work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she calls the house, and uh, <coughs> she's talking to her dad, and is pretty much telling her what the plan is that she's going to bring the murderer back from the dream. And he's like, oh, just tell me who it is. I'll go get him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I can't. Like, you got to, I got to bring him in. So she says, okay, come to the house, break into the house in 20 minutes. It'll be quarter or half past midnight. Yeah. So she sets up all these traps in like her room and the house and stuff to bring Freddie back. And so she ends up bringing Freddie back and she has like a sledgehammer that's like above the door before before you go too far into this yeah how the fuck did she set up that house with all those booby traps in 20 minutes and fall asleep Uh, yeah i was gonna say thinking the same thing she gets all this shit which is like tripwire she has a sledgehammer yeah like she's not gonna get to the garage because she's locked in the fucking house Mm -hmm. she turns a light bulb into a bomb (laughs) <laughs> like she is Kevin McAllister on steroids mm-hmm. all within like, let's just say 10 minutes and then gave herself 10 minutes to fall asleep. Yeah. No way it would happen. Absolutely not. So yeah, she brings Freddie back and at one point she ends up in the basement and <laughs> the stunt man for this scene was on fire for so fucking long. <laughs> Like he goes up the stairs, he gets knocked down the stairs. He runs around some more (laughs) while on fire. I was like, this guy's a fucking trooper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, this, this pissed me off too. Cause like the whole time Freddie's attacking her, she's yelling across the street to the cop that's standing in Glenn's front yard. (laughs) And she's like, go get my dad. And he's just like, Oh, what, what, why don't you just come over and get him? Uh, yeah. And he's just like trying to talk back to her. And she's like clearly in distress, like m- madness, like absolute madness going through her house right now. Yeah. And he finally, he's like, oh, uh, yeah, maybe I should go get him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, man. So ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So then. Nancy thinks that she ends up killing, uh, taking out Freddie. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene is she wakes up, she's going to school. Her mom is like, all right, see ya, have a good day. And then the crew rolls up, Glenn, um, Tina, and Rod. And you're like, okay, this is obviously a fucking dream again. Cause, yeah. you know. Oh, also, Glenn's car was so fucking nice. Man, right? Like such a sick car. I mean, this 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 scene was a bit different than at the beginning because mm-hmm. they they made it look different mm-hmm. with this scene. But basically, she gets in the car and the top goes down, and they get like scared, and you can see that it's red and green, yeah. like uh, Freddie's shirt, and like all the windows lock and the doors all lock. Yeah, and then Glenn is like, oh, "I'm not doing this," and then yeah, the windows going up, and Nancy's like screaming, and it just drives away yeah and then freddie's arms smash through like the window that's in their front door and grabs her mother and pulls her back in yeah that looked bad (laughs) i was just gonna say that was like that was a full-on mannequin that he pulled through the door oh yeah definitely definitely (laughs) but uh yeah that's the way the blood splatters oh you got no fancy one this time not today, no. No. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I'm interested to hear your reviews on this. 
yeah. 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 As I was typing mine in, I was like, I wonder what he thinks about all this shit. <laughs> Do you think about that constantly? Uh, sometimes. What is, what is Brooke thinking about right now? WWBD. What would Brooke do? <laughs> All right, man. Don't keep me in suspense any longer. Give me your reviews. All right. So I may have to backtrack from my Friday the 13th review. Okay. When I said that, I think that that story of that movie was the strongest out of like the big four. Yeah. I... <sighs> It's still a toss up, but I really think that this story is strong as well. Mm-hmm. So I gave this one an eight out of 10. Okay. Um, it's a really good slasher revenge movie. The story of Freddy Krueger killing you in your dreams is really original. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the dialogue between the characters. It was cheesy goodness. <laughs> cheesy uh, goodness. Some questions I have about how like the dream sequences work, mm-hmm. which we kind of talked about in our discussion as well. Yeah. And for quality, I gave a 9 out of 10. Okay. Uh, really well-made movie for the early 80s. I thought that the acting was uh, pretty decent. Um, I thought it was better than uh, Friday the 13th. Um, the birth of a legendary horror icon. Mm-hmm. I thought that the set design was really cool and the special effects and the soundtrack was really good. Cool. So 8 out of 10 and 9 out of 10. Dude, no shit. We yeah. have the exact same scores. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, my story is obviously an 8 out of 10. I said this concept was one that had never been seen before in that time. And in the age where slasher movies were becoming extremely popular, it must have been refreshing to see someone break the mold of the typical slasher movie back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie instantly became a face of horror after release of this film. And it's known that this movie saved new line cinema from bankruptcy and, and furthermore skyrocketed Wes Craven into fame. Uh, I said, there's obviously some pot plot holes, but none of them are really movie breaking, but they are somewhat annoying. That's why I didn't give it like a nine or a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I said some of the script was too properly, like was written too properly. Like the way that, Nancy starts yelling like mother, 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 mother. Just like no 15 year old kid would say mother. Yeah. Like kind of out of place. Yeah. Like just like little nitpicky things like that. And there's like some other instances, but that was the one that came to my brain while I was writing this. I said, I absolutely love the setting of this movie as well. The boiler room is creepy as shit. And anytime that I'm in an area that like somewhat resembles that, I constantly have flashbacks to this movie. Like anytime I'm in, like, cause we have a basement at work and it's mm-hmm. like super creepy and like there's pipes everywhere and it's kind of like this setting. So, okay. And it's like, I don't go down there. I don't have to go down there. But the one day I was like curious to see what it looked like. And I was like, oh shit, this is straight <laughs> out of fucking Freddy's nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah. And my quality, I gave it a nine out of 10, obviously. Uh, I said there's not much I don't love about this movie in regards to the quality. Um, beginning with the score, it becomes such a big part of the movie right from the very beginning of the uh, like the opening scene, pretty much. Uh, I mentioned that I just got the vinyl for my birthday from Michael, and I've listened to it a few times now, but like hearing the tracks on the vinyl and then hearing them again in the movie, it just gives me such a further appreciation for it. Mm. Uh, the practical effects were pretty fucking amazing. Um, like I made reference to that scene where, like you said earlier too, he's like pushing through the wall, but he's not actually coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that one scene, whenever he rips his own face off, I thought that. Was, oh yes, thought that was yes. fucking cool too. Uh, everyone's acting in the movie is pretty good, except for Heather Langenkamp. <laughs> I oh, really not a huge fan of her. Uh, I don't know. There's just something better, and she actually beat out 200 other actresses for this role. 200? Yeah. Do you want to? Wow. Do you want to hear some of the names? Of course. Uh, Demi Moore. Really. Courtney Cox. Mm. And Jennifer Gray, who was in uh, Dirty Dancing. Okay. 
<clears throat> I think I would have liked to see Demi Moore. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back then. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. I just, I don't know who I would rather see in this role, but there's just something about her that, I don't know, doesn't really tickle my fancy. Uh, and I mentioned, obviously, Robert Englund was perfectly casted. So, Oh, yeah. Like nobody, course, yeah. nobody could have done it better. No. So that's cool. We both had the same scores. Sweet. All right. So we know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics consensus. Wes Craven's intelligent premise combined with the horrifying visual appearance of Freddy Krueger still causes nightmares to this day. What do you think the critics scored it? I think the critics scored it a 86%. Damn, man. 94%. Ooh, that I was going to go in the 90s, but I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> yeah, 94% on 54 ratings. Not too many, actually. No, surprisingly. And the audience scored it an 84% okay. on... 250,000 plus whatever that's right around we are pretty much Mm. we're a bit higher yeah yeah we gave it like a 17 out of 20 so whatever that translates into you doing the math (laughs) (laughs) most definitely not doing the math uh me either all right you ready for the scare section yes sir All right, man. What did you give it for a scare rating? So I gave it a five out of ten. Um, the thought of not sleeping and then someone trying to kill you if you fall asleep is pretty fucking scary. Yep. <laughs> uh, the gore and the spectral effects were also really uh, done really well. Mm-hmm. So five out of ten. Man. And uh, oh, yeah. sorry. I was, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My scary scene, I went with the scene with Tina and Freddie in the alleyway. Okay. Like at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you have his, his long spaghetti arms. Yeah. Um, I thought really showed that Freddie can really do anything in these uh, scare, these scenes. Mm-hmm. Also just reminded me, I can't believe we didn't mention this in our discussion, but whenever freddy's fucking mouth ends up on the phone and starts licking oh man uh nancy (laughs) i'm your boyfriend now nancy (laughs) oh Uh, man i love that scene yeah how did we forget that fuck um and then would i survive uh no chance in hell would i survive this movie (laughs) Uh, yeah all right man we're so in sync with this it's not even fucking funny Really? My scare rating, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Nice. <laughs> um, I said the thing that makes Freddy so scary is that he doesn't attack in real life. He attacks people when they're in their most vulnerable and defenseless state, sleeping. Uh, the things he's able to do because he's in the dream realm set him far and apart away from other slasher icons. Uh, the practical effects are very well done, even though some of them are like way over the top. But I mean, like he's in a dream realm, so it's kind of understandable. Yeah, that's where I kind of think more the supernatural part comes into it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so I mean, like the over the top gore doesn't seem very over the top because of the fact that he's in a dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, My scariest scene, I said Nancy's dream with Tina in the alley. Uh, like the vision of Tina is terrifying enough. Like she's just standing there, like all wrapped up in like a plastic bag. Yeah. And then all of a sudden a massive centipede crawls out of her mouth and that's, fu- Oh yeah. That's fucking gross. And then when Nancy runs back into the house, Freddie busts through like the window in the door and he's wearing Tina's face yes. while he's doing that. It's just, I don't know. It's just a very like chilling sequence of events. And would I survive? I said, absolutely not. I sleep like a rock, and it would be pretty hard to wake me up during one of these uh, dreams. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. 
All right, we ready for the extended cut? Yes, we are. All right, so for the kill count, excuse me, a very, very low kill count. Yeah. Uh, coming in at four kills. So the first one is Tina's death. She's getting like tossed around the room, thrown up on the ceilings. Uh, her stomach gets slashed and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Next up is Rod, who gets hung by the bedsheet. Um, I can't remember if Marge dies first or if Glenn dies first. But regardless, Glenn dies. He gets sucked into the bed and fucking explodes everywhere. And yeah. then Marge also gets sucked into the bed. But like, she gets sucked into like a blue light, and she looks like she's already dead, like and decomposed and shit. Mm-hmm. And she just gets sucked into the bed. So it's like pretty anticlimactic with kills. Yeah. What about the the mom at the end? Or no, she's never mind. She's already dead. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. that's Marge. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what was your favorite kill? I mean I have a feeling we're gonna say the same one, but I mean you may surprise me, but I had to go with Glenn getting sucked into the bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kill is just so fucking cool. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine watching that in the movie theater for the first time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, just the way that they filmed it and just him getting sucked down into the bed. Like, that would have been so fun to film. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's my favorite kill. And my favorite <laughs> weapon. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. I I went with something different because I didn't want to just say the obvious answer. <laughs> okay. So I went with Nancy setting up the traps at the end of the movie. All right, fair enough. Um, like we talked about, it didn't really make any sense because she wouldn't have been able to done that all in, at like in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cool that she had like the sledgehammer with like she made the own, her own bomb and the, the fucking light bulb. I thought it was cool. Yeah. So. I went with that. All right, cool. Uh, my favorite kill, I am going to surprise you because I said Tina's kill. Oh. I just like the way that she's like, well, I shouldn't say I like the way. That just sounds morbid. <laughs> but I just thought it was cool how they had her like being tossed around this room and like uh, Rod can't see like what's going on. He can just see her flying through the air and like slamming into walls and the ceiling and the way they had her like drag across the ceiling too. I don't know. I just thought it all looked really cool. Yeah. Definitely. But Glenn's death is definitely like, it's probably like a one a and one B on my list kind of thing. Yeah. And my favorite weapon. I, I mean, Freddie's claw, I guess, or if I want to be like you, I'll, Say when she smashes the fucking coffee craft over his head. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I mean, realistically, the only real weapon in the movie is Freddy's claw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I put. But cool. yeah. Damn, man. That's it. That was short and sweet. It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess it was a short movie, so. Yeah, it was. Okay. So I guess that's the end of it. If you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street everywhere that you look. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, this is currently episode three of our five part Freddy versus Jason face off thing. Yep. Um, so next week we'll be coming back with uh a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. I almost said Friday the 13th Part 2. <sighs> we already did that one. Uh, but yeah, we'll be coming back with uh, Part 2 of this movie franchise. And then to round it all out and put a nice little cap on it, we'll be discussing the movie Freddy vs. Jason. Yes, we will. Very excited. Super stoked. Uh, but yeah, Brooke already made mention to our Patreon at the beginning of the episode, but uh, we're going to have some Mortal Kombat themed uh, patron-only episodes coming out this month as well. Well, this month and part of May as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're available to any tier. doesn't matter which one you want to subscribe to. And I mean, any little bit helps us as well. 
but uh, yeah, we're excited to get these patron-only episodes out because those Mortal Kombat movies, man, they are something else. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Um, but yeah, is there anything else I'm missing? Um, I don't think so. All right. Cool, cool. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later.